welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SNL Inside the Cages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Marie. We believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday acts of the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for a church home, looking for ministry and growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. The next voice you will hear after the song will be our pastor and yours, Pastor Carl Henderson. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the Word of God.
Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, wonderful Savior. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to enter into your house of prayer once again. Lord God, we thank you for blessing us to gather together in your name. Lord God, to give you glory and honor. Lord God, to magnify you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, above every situation, Lord, above every thought, Lord God, above everything that may have come against us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we're here to, to magnify you above every imagination that tried to enter into our spirit. Lord God, we cast down, we bring into subjection, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that you may be glorified, that you will be magnified, Lord. We're here to honor your name, Lord. Lord God, to lift you up, Lord, above everything. Lord Jesus, we're here, Lord God, to, to give, offer up thanksgiving, to offer up praise unto you, Lord God, for you are worthy. Lord God, we ask that you would have your way, Lord. Lord, remember those that are sick in their body. Remember those, oh Lord God, that, that would be here but can't because of uh, other situations, Lord God, that have prevented them. Lord God, touch their hearts and bless them, Lord God, for even having the desire. Lord God, remember those that are on their way. Lord God, bless them as they enter the door. Lord God, and, and give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord God. Lord Jesus, that we may, as pastors and Lord God, as your leaders, Lord God, as ministers, meet the needs of your people, Lord. Father, we pray and ask in the name of Jesus that you would touch, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know the unspoken request, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and that you would move on their behalf according to thy will. Lord Jesus, we want your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name and praise. We'll continue to magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord God. Certainly, we give honor to God today. And for his goodness, we certainly give honor unto the Lord for his mercy and what he has done for, uh, for us, what he is doing for us, amen, and for how the Lord is blessing, how the Lord is moving by his spirit. You know, I was here earlier that year and was um, testing some things out and and the process of just, you know, walking through the sanctuary and just praying and noticing some things uh, that have occurred uh, uh, during the week, you know, but uh, it doesn't dethrone God. And, and so certainly we thank and praise God for his, uh, for who he is and acknowledging the fact that he is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is King of Kings. Uh, he has all power in his hand. So if there's any, and matter of fact, he said, I don't know any other God. And, and so he has all power. And even those that title themselves as God, uh, that's with a little G, uh, they don't have all power like our Lord and Savior. And so we're here to, to magnify the Lord and we're going to go into the word of God. I, I think this is a good time, you know, to get into the word of God. If you have not been uh, watching the news and paying attention to what's going on, you, you're missing out on some things that line up with the word of God. You want to pay attention to what's happening because that's the only clock. That's the only measurement of time you will receive because other than that, he's going to come like a thief in the night. And a thief don't give you what time he's going to come. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be there on Thursday at eight o'clock. He don't tell you that. Uh, it just happens. And so, in order for you to have any inkling of what time it is, you must pay attention to what's happening around you. The Bible said, in the last day, the love of many will wax cold. And we see that all around us. Uh, that would be an increase of sin. But where there's more sin, there's also grace. And you need to know how to tap into the grace. Uh, the Bible, oh, thank you, Lord. Listen, uh, many like to call upon say things and quote scripture but let me tell you you better line up with the word of god uh-huh the devil can quote a scripture you better line up with the word of god and, and live holy as the lord is holy as he has called us all to be holy uh and and so you need to pay attention to what's going on around you you need to pay attention things are not just happening without meaning everything that's occurring has some meaning to it and so uh, with that being said uh, certainly we thank God this 23rd day of May 2021 God is good this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad therein I want to direct your attention to Matthews the 15th chapter I may not won't be able to get through all of this uh, we have another service that um, I'm going to pick this up on as well uh, and that's uh, at 11.30, we're uh, going to be doing not only the service, but the uh, child the child dedication, uh, children, uh, those that are present, that are going to be dedicated unto the Lord. And so we're going to go into the book of Matthews, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. And it says, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth that defile a man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard these sayings? But he answered and said, Every plant which my father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, that they, that they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both are gonna fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever goeth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast into the drop? But those things which proceedeth out of the mouth cometh forth from the heart. And they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts. Out of the heart proceedeth murders. Out of the heart proceedeth adulteries. Out of the heart proceedeth fornications. Out of the heart proceedeth thefts. 
out of the heart proceedeth false witness. Out of the heart proceedeth blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. As a thought for each of us to consider, thought for each of us, each of us, every one of us that's hearing this, every one of us that will hear it later, even the sound of my voice, this, I'm just a, a vessel, is for each of us. It's from the inside out. It's from the inside out. What is on the inside and what comes out of us or what we allow out of us is what pollutes us. And so we have to be careful with what comes out from the inside. Jeremiah 17 and 7 uh, beginning at the seventh verse says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. If you have your hope in the Lord, then you're blessed. You're blessed. Now, ah, oh, bless you, Jesus. I, I, I like to I always make the difference and point out that because many believe and, you know, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with someone one time and they said that I was raised and I was told that if I just believe in God, I'm okay. And as we, the discussion went on, we began to talk about remission of sin. We began to talk about a number of things that uh, lined up with the word of God. And, and uh, uh, a week or so later, I found out they had went and got baptized and began to seek the Lord the right way. It, it became more than a belief. Something that I, I'm blessed if I just trusted him. I'm blessed if I just trust in the Lord. And that has some validity to it. You, you are. But being blessed with things, because usually it's associated with things, doesn't mean you're saved. It doesn't mean you won't die and uh, go to hell. It doesn't mean that what comes out of you won't insult or what's coming out of you is not defiling you at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, there, there's a mixture of things that are happening. Bless your Lord. And, and so, yes, my God, thank you, Lord. And, and so we want to, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I was just passed a, a, a note here. I'm being transparent, you know, because we want people to know that we're hearing you. Uh, and, and so, uh, yes, prior, yes, you can. And, and so we want you to know that we heard you. We heard your request. Uh, the, the Bible, uh, the Bible. So don't, don't, so stand by. It, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be like as a tree planted by the 
waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be uh, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart, your heart, my heart, Every man on every woman, every child on the face of this planet. Yes, the one that you look at and say, that's my little angel. Of whether it is your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, baby. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We all may, at one time or another, thought we was right in our own eyes. We, we thought we was okay. At least we justified ourselves of uh, thinking that we was okay until we, until we placed ourselves next to the word of God. Whether it was by hearing the word of God or maybe we sat down to read or God said a witness, you know, or, or, or but we measured ourselves up and realized that all we were doing was deceiving ourselves. That's when repentance came and we asked God for forgiveness. That's when the goodness of God showed up and led us to repentance. When we lined ourselves up next to truth and truth shed the light on the things that we were deceived in, things that we believed in, things that we accepted and light was shown upon it and we saw how Messed up, we really were. We were messed up because uh, our, some of our parents was messed up. And God blessed them. Uh, our parents, uh, mothers, fathers, uh, they had to deal with deceit. They had to deal with things that, you know, and none of us can ever hold anything against. God forbid. Listen to what I'm saying. God forbid that you should ever hold anything against your parents, your mother, father, or anybody. Because they did the best that they could with what they had. That's you saying, that's you Monday morning quarterbacking of what they could have and should have done. It doesn't mean that there doesn't have some truth to it. However, when you come to the light, walk in. When you come to an understanding, then you apply what God has said to your life and understand that maybe they didn't come to that place or they rejected that place. And our responsibility is not to hold anything against them, but subtract the good that did come from it. Oh, I could go into a whole, a whole area of just talking about uh, uh, parenting and, and the mistakes that uh, parents make you know, there's no there's no book tied to the child's toe when they come out the womb uh, that says this is how you raise the child. Uh, there's no instructions that are given that that is written 
somewhere that when, when you're in the hospital or a midwife or wherever you've given birth that, that just tells you as a parent, there's no instant knowledge that all of a sudden when you became pregnant or when you impregnated that woman, that all of a sudden told you about fatherhood and motherhood. That wasn't the thing that was birthed in you. Even though you may have felt the unction of being a protector. You may have felt the unction of nurturing. You may have felt the unction not to do any of that out of fear. Out of unpreparedness. Out of a number of reasons. But when we as children grow up and consider those things. And consider the deception and the sin and the, the things that have destroyed and dysfunctionality created dysfunctionality. Oh, my God. We cannot hold anything, but all, we can cry out unto the Lord. And we can fall at his feet and ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from the things that we have learned about the heart. The heart is deceitful, wicked, and who can know it? But, but the Lord, the Bible says the Lord, I, the Lord, search the heart. I tried the ring, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. The Lord looks at our heart. And what you cannot see, hmm. bless your name, Jesus. What you can't see, God does. But see, we'll look at an individual and condemn them. We'll condemn them because they, they got caught up in, 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 in uh, with the street pharmacists. Maybe they got hooked on prescription directly from the hospital. Maybe it was something that they triggered themselves. Uh, uh, we'll look at a person and say, well, they're nothing but a drunk. They're nothing but a whore. We'll look at a person and put labels on them. Talk about them. We'll look at a person and say, They'll never be nothing. But God looks at the heart. And God will say that person is going to be a, an evangelist. That person is going to be a faithful brother. That person is not only going to save the life of one, but the life of many. That person whether male or female, is my faithful servant. You're looking at them saying, well, they don't look very faithful to me right now. But God looks at the heart and he sees what's best. You might have thought the worst of a person and God thought the best of them. You might have wrote them off and God was penciling their name in the book of life. Bless your name, Jesus. The prophet Samuel 
uh, was told to go down to Jesse's house and anoint a king for Israel because Israel got beside themselves. They wanted a king. They wanted to be like other nations. You know, some of us fell into that trap. We want to be like a rapper. We wanted to be like a movie star. We wanted to be like an athlete. We wanted to be like so many other different things. The nation of Israel said, we want to be like other nations and we want to have a king over us. Uh, in their ignorance, they were making an improper request because they had the king of kings. He had showed up as a, a, a cloud during the day and pillar of fire at night. He parted the Red Sea for them. I don't know anybody that could do that. He gave Moses the wisdom how to deal with Pharaoh. And Moses went down and, and, and dealt with him and said, uh, these are the words of the Lord. Let my, these are the words of the king. Pharaoh, you're, you think you somebody, but the king of kings is saying, let my people go. Oh, bless you, Lord God. They had the king, but they wanted to be like other nations. They wanted to be like others. And so the Lord told Samuel, go down. I'll give them what they want, but it's not going to be what they think it's going to be like. Because he, he said that he let them know that, that I, the king that you get, uh, you think you, what you want, what you asked him for is going to come. It's going to come with. It's going to come with. And I'm going to leave that open because it came with a lot of things. And soon Saul was rejected because he disobeyed what God was saying. Don't rule out what God says. Don't ignore what God says because you don't know when you will draw the line. Saul drew the line. The Lord told Samuel, go down to Jesse's house and anoint a king. And so Saul, Samuel considered the Lord's request and, the, and, uh, and his response to God was that when Saul find out that I'm going down to Jesse's house, he will kill me because he know I'm going to anoint another king. The prophet Samuel was afraid. Sometimes you're willing to take the, you, you got to be willing to take the risk, but there's fear. You're fearful of what someone might say, what they might do as a result of what you did. I, I, would, look, uh, I would look for new employment, but I, I'm, I'm afraid. I would reconcile as the scripture said, leave your gift at the altar and make peace with your brother. Uh, but I'm, I'm concerned with what someone might say. Some situations will not change until you deal with what is on the inside. Because that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the inside. 
The Lord helped Samuel by saying, uh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, uh, you're going to take, uh, uh, you're going to get out of your feelings. Mm -hmm. The Lord is helping him, giving him a wise suggestion. And, and, you know, we all need wisdom. And wisdom comes from God. You, you To deal with any situation, you ought to pray and ask for wisdom. Ask God. You can ask your friend, but unless your friend been through that same situation, unless they experience the same emotional ups and downs and different things that you've gone through, they're not going to have the, the, what they tell you might help a little, but it's not going to measure up to what you might be experiencing because your emotional makeup is different than theirs. But God, God understands. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll get into that uh, another day, but God understands. And there, uh, uh, he understands. The Bible said that he was tempted in all points like unto men. He dealt with every situation, every emotional hiccup that you can imagine. Uh, when he was manifested in the flesh, those three years was not, uh, we read the scripture about how those three years uh, he ministered and, and, and discipled and, and sac was sacrificed. But there are some other things that went on, and I'm not talking about butterflies either. You know, you got these movies that they, they, they show all this other, no, this was a work. It was a work of redemption. And so uh, Jesus being here manifested, God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seeing of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, that was not an easy ride. And so the Lord is dealing with Samuel. You know, when you're all in your feelings, you need a, a uh, you need something proper to help get you out. You need a proper outlet. And so if you don't get the outlet, then you're going to act out. You're going to act out of your emotions. And so therefore, you're going to defile the situation. The Lord told Samuel to take a heifer with him. So uh, if anybody asks you, what are you doing? Uh, you won't be lying because you're taking a heifer with you which is going to be used for a sacrifice. The Lord wants his ministers. Mm. The Lord don't want his ministers. He don't want his ministers lie. Well, you know, a little lie. No, a little lie will get, put you in hell. A little lie will keep you out the presence of God. He said uh, liars won't tarry in his sight. The devil is the father of all liars. So are you related to the devil or are you related to God? The Lord don't want, he do not want his ministers lying. God doesn't want his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, pastors, teachers lying. What comes out of us has an unequivocal, unmistakable, very obvious purpose and that is for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry and edifying of the body of Christ 
till we all come into the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and the measure of the statue of the fullness. The fullness. The fullness. Fullness is that state of being, meaning that you have been filled to capacity. You've been filled up. There's no room for nothing else. There's no room for foolishness. There's no room for sin. There's no room for anything because we're constantly built, filled up. We arrive on uh, Tuesday with Bible class. Uh, that is a filling. And sometimes, God bless you, it is a refilling. Because you have poured yourself out to someone else to be a witness. You've poured yourself out to pray for somebody. You've poured yourself out. And so it's time to be refilled. And so uh, even with the refilling where you've poured yourself out, let, let me just use, use this for an example. When, you, when your gas tank is empty, the fluid, uh, you done filled it up, and it's on E, when you remove the gas cap, you can still smell the fumes, right? right. You can still smell the fumes. So see, when you've poured yourself out as in work unto the Lord, and, and now you're running on empty, you're making your way back to the service of the Lord to be refilled, you're still full because you got the fumes of praise. You got the fumes of worship. You got the fumes of God. You, and, and, and so you're still full and just waiting to be refilled at that moment. Bless your name, Jesus. When you're full to capacity, like SpongeBob, when squeezed, <laughs> when squeezed, <laughs> listen here, when squeezed, you know, whatever a sponge is setting in, it, it, it fills up. And so uh, when you squeeze, the, the water will come out of you, that refreshing water. Uh, the Bible tells us in John 7 and 38, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, when you squeeze out of your belly, is going to flow rivers of living water. You know, sometimes the sponge can be so full that, that when you pick it up, it's dripping whatever it's been setting in. So it, it's ready to flow. It's from the inside out. Samuel went down to Jesse's house, and I, I'm running out of time here, but, but Samuel went down to Jesse's house and, and began to uh, a, a very humble, humbling process of anointing a king. Like many of us, the outward appearance begin to interfere. The outward appearance will blur your vision. The outward appearance, which includes action, sound, and, and statue, can mess up good judgment. Each of us must remember that it's from the inside out and not the outside in. The Lord told Samuel, don't look at his appearance. 
or at the height of his statue, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This is why, uh, uh, why we ask God for help. Help to cleanse us from secret faults. The, the writer in Psalm says, keep back that servant also from presumptuous sins and let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Said, let the words of my mouth. That's a prayer that all of us can have. And that is to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Ah, Lord, I need you to allow the words of my heart. Uh, when I woke up this morning, when you woke up this morning, did you ask God to allow the words of your heart? Did you consider that maybe the thing that you dreamed about didn't line up with the word of God? But now you're asking, Lord, let the words of my mouth uh, line up with you. Let the meditations of my heart, the things that I'm thinking on, you know, when I woke up, my mind kind of thought about a song that, that I heard while I was at the gym. And I said, no, that's not the right channel that I want to be on right now. But I, I want the words of my mouth and I want the meditation of my heart uh, to be acceptable in the sight of, I need to, uh, I'm going to take my heart, I need to change the station that I'm on. Bless your Lord. I need to look and find something else. Because I want whatever I'm thinking about, I, I want it to be acceptable with the Lord. I, I want what's on my mind, the meditation of what I'm thinking about and what I'm entertaining uh, to be acceptable in thy sight. Uh, we want, that's the prayer that, that we should, because I, I want, I understand and I know for myself that what comes out of a man will defile him. So I want what comes out of my mouth. I want what comes out of my heart to be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength. You're my redeemer. And no one else is. And so uh, that's the, the thing that we need to think about. All of us. Lord, the words of my mouth. Uh, what did I say? Uh, what am I saying? What was I thinking about saying? How, what, what I say, how is it going to impact somebody? You know, sometimes we can tell a person something and that's where they get stuck at. They can't change from what they heard. You can tell somebody uh, something and, and you'll find out how long it is stuck with them because maybe you might have gotten into a disagreement and they'll bring up and say, well, so-and-so said this about you. You need, And, it may, and it, uh, what was said may not be true. You need to be careful because you didn't defile that individual's character. You didn't defile someone else's character because of your own personal opinion of when you were caught up in your feelings trying to manipulate a situation. We need the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart to be acceptable unto God. The Pharisees were sanctimonious. They had it down when it came to being religious. Some have it down when it comes to being religious. Uh, they know the right things to do and the right things to say. They know how to act. They know how to carry themselves. 
They had it down. The scribes had it down when it come to quoting the scriptures. The Herodians knew how to balance the law and religion uh, to be a political favor. And so uh, uh, to be pious, to be self-righteous, religious, uh, uh, virtuous, uh, uh, or have a saintly appearance is not going to save you. The Bible tells us that we need to be careful. And I'm, I'm, I've run out of time here, and I, I'm, I'm getting ready to stop, but I just want to impress upon you that you want the words of your mouth, uh, the meditation of your heart to be acceptable because it's, it's from the inside out, and that's what God is looking at. Uh, that's why he told him, he said, he said, it's not what goes in a man, but it's what comes out of them that defiles the individual. You got to guard your heart and be careful that, that you don't listen when it becomes a non-blessed conversation. I don't care how engrossed it might be and they might be talking about somebody that you know, but you need to be careful in what you say. Uh, somebody can say something about you. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, uh, this is the way they work and what they're, the illustration that they're giving you is an example from 10 years ago and that person that moved on past that. You need to be careful. You need to be careful. What comes out of you? What did the Lord say? Huh. My God. We're going to pick this up in a, in, a, in a couple of hours as we uh, go into the dedication service. And, and, and I encourage you to tune in. I'll make sure that it's broadcast. But, but listen, what did the Lord say? From out of the heart, out of the heart, Pat yourself on the chest, your heart, the heart, your heart is what comes out of it, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. Oh, bless you, Jesus. I, I don't, I don't want to leave you. I, I'm, I, I, I got to go, but I, I don't want to leave you without, without this. I don't want to leave you with, with, without a remedy to all things because the Lord gives us a remedy. He gives us a remedy to all things. He said, keep thy heart with all diligence. This is what we all can do. Protect your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart is the issues of life. He said, put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee let thy eyes look right brothers sisters keep your eyes on the right path mm -hmm. keep your eyes on the right path I'm not, yep somebody walked by you and they cologne smell good they perfume smell good it's all right to you know, oh that smell good you know it's, it's, it's nice to have a compliment but your head should not spin around like you on the exorcist to watch it as it walk away. You keep your eyes on the right path. Uh-huh. Keep your eyelids looking straight before thee. And consider the, your feet, where they go. And let all the ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. 
but remove thy foot, your foot, from evil. Listen, I, I thank God for his word this morning. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not apologizing. I'm just, I'm just stopping right there. There's so much more to, to go into, and I know we have another service that we're going into uh, this morning, uh, and, and so, but I think enough has been said that you get the message. You get it. You get it. You get it. And, and so, listen, I want to encourage you that in, oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Wherever you are, if you're not in Pomona, we're in Pomona, California, you know, 524 East Pasadena Street. You looking for a church home? We're here. And we believe in allowing God to be God and seeking the Lord wholeheartedly. Seeking him. Yes, seeking him. We're not going through the motions of a church. No, no, I'm, I'm church. I'm church out. I'm not about that. But seeking the Lord. We don't come in to be pumped up. Oh, come on, y'all. Praise the Lord. Come on, y'all. We don't come in to do that. We know when we come into, into Cornerstone, we're coming in to present ourselves unto the presence of the Lord. We're coming in to worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. We're coming in to, to seek him and to be honest with ourselves that if, if maybe there's a situation that, that has occurred that, that ruffled your feathers during the week because things happen. Things happen. Uh-huh. Peter was locked in jail and, and while he was locked in jail, they were at the house praying for him and the Lord loosed him. So when we come into service, we're coming in to pray. If there's a situation, uh, we're going to pray about it. We're going to go to the altar and seek the Lord. Uh, I don't have to preach. God is the preacher. He's the shepherd. He's numero uno. And so we, we're going to, all of us are going to seek him for wisdom. All of us are going to seek him for knowledge and understanding. All of us are going to seek him to save our souls. That's his church. That's Cornerstone. Wherever you are, you want to go to a church of truth and power. You want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. The Lord told Peter and his disciples, he said, go into the world preaching remission, repentance and remission of sin in my name. And so when they asked the men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter stood up and said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus. And some said Peter was out of line for saying that. He was wrong because Jesus said in the name, singular, in the name, N-A-M-E, in the name of the Father, with Jesus said I come in my Father's name, in the name of the Son, uh, a child shall be born and we'll call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. We'll call his name Jesus. In the Holy Ghost, 
Jesus taught them, told them that when you call upon, when you seek for a spirit, call upon his name, it's going to come in his name. So they understood. They understood that Jesus was making reference to himself in spirit form in the name of salvation. Peter plainly told them, and I believe it's Acts 4 and 12, you can look that up, but he said, there's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Acts 4 and 12. You get it? Go to the microphone. Acts 4 and 12. He told them, he said, and so those that have been baptized in the John the Baptist was rebaptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. Paul was baptized in Jesus' name after being filled with the Holy Ghost. Cornelius was baptized in Jesus' name. And all of those that was in the house with him that, that the Holy Ghost fell upon as the word of God was ministered, what did it say? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is not other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that name is what? Jesus. So it's in the name of Jesus. And that's why we, the Bible said, whatever we do in word or deed, I believe that's in Colossians, but whatever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this is why. And so now I must point this out that, that anytime the disciples aired, you know, Peter was, was, uh, was was laying there and he was hungry. He was up on the rooftop and he was waiting for food to be made. He was at the Tanner house and he saw a, a, he had a vision and in that vision there was all kind of, of animals, four-footed beasts and stuff and, and he was like, no, he said, I don't eat that. I don't eat that. I, I have a strict diet because of uh, my beliefs and the Lord said, and he said, those are unclean things and the Lord said, no, don't, don't call what I call clean unclean. And so this happened three times. In other words, where when they erred or deviated, there was correction that was made. So for those that say, oh, well, Peter got in himself. No, you're caught in yourself. You're caught into the area of man. Uh-huh. When, when the Roman, oh my God, mm, here we go. I'm, I'm not going to stay here. Uh, don't, don't get offended. But when the Roman Catholics, uh, when, when uh, they, and I'm going way back in history here, when men got involved with claiming themselves to be believers, when they got involved and start calling themselves Christians, they messed things up. Men mess things up. We're to follow the word of God, not man. The Bible said if we lack understanding, we can ask God. If we lack wisdom, we can ask him. So you want to go to a, truth, a church of truth and power and ask them, baptize me in Jesus' name. Some will say, oh, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, because they're unsure about their belief. They're unsure about the word of God. They still haven't come to a realization. But you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, and you want to tarry for the Holy Ghost. 
That means to wait. Ask God to fill you with his spirit because he is still filling folks with the Holy Ghost. Is that right, brother? Amen. Amen. He's still filling folks with the Holy Ghost. The Bible is not outdated. We're living in biblical times right now. We're living in what Daniel saw. Uh, knowledge has increased. Man is going to and fro in the earth. Daniel saw all of this. And we're, so we're living in biblical times right now. As modern as what you may think modern is, is outdated compared to the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's outdated compared to the word of God. And you want to be faithful. When you commit yourself unto the Lord, be faithful. I don't care what kind of itch you get, what kind of what you want to scratch, be faithful to God. Let me tell you, this is not a sprint where you get saved and all of a sudden you, you just run a hundred miles in one day. No, not looking for you to be Jonah. But it's a marathon. You take it one step, one day at a time. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray and ask that you would bless those that listen, those that, uh, Lord God, and request, Lord God, from Sister Pirate, ask that you would bless her, Lord God, Lord Jesus, the saving of her soul, Lord, Lord Jesus, that she commit herself unto you, Lord Jesus, and each one that is listening and the desire to save, Lord God, that you would save. Lord God, have your way, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we look unto you as the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord. Lord Jesus, we look unto you, Lord God, for saving, your saving grace, your mercy, O oh Lord God. Lord Jesus, and, and to give you glory and honor, Lord God, and we thank you for your word, Lord Jesus, and, and ask that you would bless, Lord God, as we prepare for the, the next phase, Lord Jesus, carries further. In your word, bless the children that will be dedicated in the, in the next hour or so. Lord Jesus and the parents, Lord God, and each one, Lord Jesus, that is involved in the, that child's care. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now for your goodness and grace. We'll continue to give your name the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Again, that's 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there in Jesus' name. Services at 8 a.m. on Sundays and at 7 o'clock uh, on Tuesdays and 7 p.m. Bible class, that is. And so I look, hope to see and look for you here or to see you in glory in Jesus' name.
couldn't find nobody But high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody there Nobody there, Lord Nobody there